Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Geek 5 Live. Hello, everyone out there in Geek Vibe land, if you will. Uh, we got a wonderful interview tonight on Friday. Happy Friday to everyone. You guys did it. You went through the whole entire week, and you, know, you, didn't, you didn't hit anyone with a, with a car, so I'm proud of you. Um, unless you're a server or something else where you have to work on the weekend, and now you're probably hating me right now. But that's okay, because we have an interview to make you guys feel better. But we're waiting on uh, the interview to call in, so I'm going to first introduce my buddy and my co-host and fellow interviewer, Kanan, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. And, in fact, uh, it's just now uh, starting to be the rush hour traffic in my time. So there's still a chance for someone to get run over with a car. So we don't want that, but there's there's still plenty of opportunities for that to happen. There's still plenty of time for murder. I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, yes. Don't, do, don't do that. that. That's just mean, okay? But uh, seriously – um, we're just going to wait around a little bit, uh, wait for our guests to call in. Uh, we do have an amazing guest tonight. Um, he's, you know, look in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. We got Dean Kane on the show tonight, a wonderful Superman actor that uh, me and Kanan. Kanan, how old are you? Uh, I'm in my 30s. Okay, well, I'm 32. So I think me and you are probably around the same age when Lois and Clark was out. Yes. In fact, I was uh when when the show came out, I remember being very excited for a mainstream Superman show to actually be on TV uh because at the time the only things that we as a Superman fan the only thing you had was uh I well I don't remember if Super Friends was on at the, it was in the uh late 80s 90s, so I don't think it was, but you know, you had the Superman movies, but uh it was definitely exciting to see Superman uh, on a weekly show. Absolutely. With Terry Hatcher as Lois Lane, um, I used to watch the show with my mother. Uh, we were both big fans back in the day. Uh, and then later he would also be on Smallville, uh, playing a role on that. And he was on Supergirl, too, as um, Kara's dad, or stepfather, I should say. Well, whatever. You, it's, it's her dad, basically. But, you know, she went from Krypton to Earth, so. That whole entire thing. Not biological father, I should say. But either way, I mean, the guy's Superman. 
And what I love about this interview is that researching him, we're going to be able to tell you a lot about this, you know, this, this actor that you probably didn't know about. So once he's called in, um, we're definitely going to have a wonderful time with Mr. Gene Kane. We have someone here. Uh, so let's start this interview. Uh, guys, we have an amazing guest tonight. I mean, this guy has done a lot of stuff uh, in his lifetime. He's a man of many trades, and we'll get into all of that. But you guys might know him for a little show called Lois and Clark's uh, The New Adventures of Superman. We have Mr. Dean Kane. Dean, thank you so much. <laughs> Good in. afternoon, is it? What are we? Good day. Good day, Dane. How are you? Doing good. I, I want to let you know that um, my name is so similar to yours that people have called me Dean my whole entire life. So I blame it on you. I appreciate that. You know, very rarely do I ever get called Dane, and if I do get called Dane, I will find it offensive. Okay, do that for me. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Dean, uh, me and me and Aiden are going to go through this interview. I'm going to start it off. He's going to finish, and then I will, you know, do the whole ending sort of thing at the end of it. But uh, let's get into this, man. Um, Research about you. I found I found out a lot of information. Um, I kind of want to talk about, you know, the fact that you went to Princeton, uh, you were a history major, and you also have a record for the NCAA for the most interceptions during a season. Is that true? True. Very true. In fact, I have the most interceptions, well, during a season per game average. So um, uh, per game average, I only played 10 games uh, a year. We were only allowed to in the Ivy League. We still only allowed 10 games a year. And I had 12 and 10 games, so 1.2 per game average my senior year. And career and 30 games, I had 22, which was a whopping. I don't know. The, I don't know the math on that, but that's also a record. And they still hold. And I'm hanging on to them. That's incredible. I don't think a lot of people would know that. I mean, kind of information that used to date Brooke Shields back in college. <laughs> that you're on the Buffalo Bills. I lived in Buffalo for three years of my life. Um, ah! So. A lot Crazy stuff that, that you did before even becoming Superman. Yes, yes. Uh, I was very busy as a young man, uh, and then I've been very busy since. Uh, I've always just been someone who likes to do a lot of stuff, and I continue to do a lot of stuff. Uh, so I had a lot of uh, wonderful success before I even got to, uh, to play Superman, but some people would argue that uh, getting injured and, and getting knocked out of the NFL – was a big giant uh, fallback for me. I just used it as a another opportunity to find out something else I could do. You know, figure out something else. Another, another. Uh, you know, one door closes, another opens, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, that's extremely positive. And now you have such a uh, such a mass collection of things. Um, I definitely want to talk about. Um, you know, you're now a, uh, a realtor, um, and I, I live in Georgia. <laughs> I've been hearing some stuff. Uh, do you have a seminar in Georgia? Is that is that correct? Coming up soon? Yeah, I'm the spokes. Well, I'm the spokesperson for the National Real Estate Academy. So that's an academy that um, uh, has a a very clear way to to go through making money in real estate. I have made a lot of money in real estate, fortunately. Um, uh, that wasn't my Princeton background. There was nothing. It just happened that I would buy and sell homes and do very well. As a, as a result. Um, so I work with these guys. They have a really interesting system in a way they do things. Uh, Nick Bertucci, the owner, I really believe what they do is good. My uncle, my cousin, they're going through the process right now with it. Uh, I work with those guys as part of my team, uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's just uh, it's one of the numbers of things that I like to do. Just like when I was in college, you know, I, I wasn't just your football player guy. I was also – 
you know, uh, you know, in a, in a fraternity, in this. You got to keep the, a lot of interests going. I think at the same time. And as an actor, I think I'd go insane if I just was an actor. So I write, I produce, I direct, I make documentaries, um, I do all sorts of things. I sometimes talk politics. I go on news shows. I host. Uh, and yes, I do work with real estate, my friend. That's incredible. Uh, I'll just make a shout out. If you're ever in the Georgia area, obviously. Um, my friends, the Kalina brothers, uh, are big real estate guys, so definitely would have to like, ah. set up super, some, some pointers, if you will, uh, ever in the future. <laughs> Maybe they'll give me some pointers. You never know. Every market's different, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's, let's go into this whole entire thing um, you know, involving Superman. Kanan has a lot, lot of questions uh, involving uh, Lois and Clark and stuff like that, but I think it's amazing that a lot of people don't realize, Dean, uh, that you know, you were actually, unbeknownst from a lot of people, a very diverse casting selection for Superman because you are Japanese. In descent, yes, obviously you are Japanese. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say that you're mixed. You're mixed uh, Japanese and um, and uh, American or German, I believe. I, I I could be wrong on that, but the fact that <laughs> you know your last name's Kane, a lot of people wouldn't know that, and I think that's amazing that that's the case. Actually, that you know, that's how it is, basically. <laughs> well, I uh, I was born Dean George Tanaka, uh, a quarter Japanese. My grand, my father was half Japanese, my biological father, and my biological grandfather was 100% Japanese. And um, I I uh, was born Tanaka, but my mom and my biological father divorced before I was born, and um, I never knew the man. And I was uh, adopted when I was four by Christopher Kane, and I became Dean Kane, and I was raised that way. Um, but I was never, uh, you know, shy of saying, well, I'm, I'm Irish, English, Irish, uh, Japanese, and French-Canadian. So I'm never afraid of, of claiming that and saying that's what it is. And I, I never thought about myself as any different. I mean, I knew my, my brother and I looked a little more uh, Asian, if you will. But I never thought of that as like, ooh, I don't fit in, or oh, I don't, uh, it's not a cool thing. I always thought that was as cool yeah. as could be. And um, I, so I never realized it until sometimes people would make little jokes. Some of my good friends in college would call me Tanaka or Tanaki or Tonka or something like that. Uh, and they were allowed to because they were my good friends, and it was uh, something sort of a secret that nobody really knew about. Um, and then when I was cast as Superman, finally, um, someone said that we, don't want, we wanted Superman, not uh, Sushi Man. And I literally, instead of being horribly offended, I thought it was extremely funny <laughs> because I think it's just ridiculous. Well, yeah, I'm, if ignorance was bliss, I guess they're living in heaven right now. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that you could handle it like that. Um, more of a situation. If you do, you think that you know, uh, giving the landscape of today and how hectic everything is, um, if or even back then, you know, you just told me that story and stuff like that. If if you were to be Superman during today, and they found out that you were Japanese, do you think there would be a lot of backlash? And did you have to deal with a lot of backlash past the Sushi Man comment, which is awful? I never, uh, I, you know, again, that didn't bother me in the least. I never, I, I think it's just ignorant when anybody says something like that. So I literally just pity him and kind of laugh at the the banality of it. I think it's just ridiculous. Uh, I don't think there'd be any backlash or any anything for it at all. I don't think I know today's climate is a lot of identity politics and people going nuts on things. I, I've never subscribed to that. I don't subscribe to it now. Um, so I would have thought nothing of it, and I would think nothing of it any step of the way. Um, you know, I'm playing a guy who's a who's a 
from another planet, an alien from another planet, you know, so to say, oh, my gosh, he, he looks a little Japanese, or he's a British guy like Henry Cavill or something like that. That doesn't bother me in the least. The guy's he's, he's from Krypton. He could be anything. Yeah, absolutely. Hallelujah uh, is all I have to say to that. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, sometimes I guess I guess it's Sometimes I don't think it's so much ignorance uh, when it comes to, you know, someone being racist. It's a lot of also complex fans being purists and wanting their, their cookie cutter concept in their head. And um, me being a Caucasian male and also love, I love doing fan casting. I usually try to pick diverse concepts just to like poke, poke the bear, if you will, just because I think <laughs> that's a much better situation to go into stuff like that. But uh yeah, I, I, I think it's incredible, like, finding out so much stuff in depth that you did throughout the course of your career, and I, I don't know how you do it. Do you drink a lot of coffee? Is that how you get through the whole entire day? I'll tell you what, I love my coffee. I do quite love my coffee. No, I'm actually just a really positive person, you know. I just, I, I, I much more go for positivity and hard work than I do going, oh, I'm a victim. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm out of the NFL. Oh, oh, poor me, or anything like that. I go, okay, what's next? What can I do next? How can I make myself better? What can I do? Uh, what other avenues can I pursue? You know, I make, I, I, I'm doing these documentaries now. I just did a, a big-time documentary last year. Uh, it took me five years to get the thing done, but it's uh, a documentary on the, uh, on the uh, Armenian genocide. And that was a very, very important special film for me to be able to make because it was a real deal. It meant something. Uh, at the same time, uh, I'm a single father. I've raised a now 17-year-old, close to 18-year-old young man, and uh, I'm about to leave the country again and go make two more documentaries in some tougher areas, but this time I can take my son with me. Um, th- being able to do that and continually branch out and do different things for me is part of what sustains me and keeps me going and makes me feel young. Plus, I live in Malibu, California, which does not suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, speaking of, of something that's similar to documentary style, at least uh, another place that I saw you when I was a child, you know, as a kid growing up, I was eight when uh, Lois and Clark was out, and Ripley's Believe It or Not came out shortly after that. Did you have a strong attachment to that show, or was it just something you were doing? Because that show to me was fascinating, and all the information, I've been to Buffalo, I've been to Ontario, I've gone to the Ripley's Believe It or Not place, I, I don't know if there's multiple, there probably is, but... Oh, there's all the weird myths and stuff like that throughout there. Did you ha- did you enjoy your time with Ripley's Believe It or Not? <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, loved it. One of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show to ever be a part of, because my company made the show as well. So I had an absolute oh. blast with that show, and it wasn't real tough work hours. I was laughing at all the different projects, all the different things, all the different weird stories that we'd have. I'd be fascinated. I'd be grossed out. You have all these different things going on, or I'd be educated about something, and it was great fun. We really had a lot of fun doing the show, and uh, I I learned quite a bit, and then I learned a lot about Robert Ripley himself. He was a a huge fan of the strange and the unusual, and he was just such a character. Uh, He was a very unusual fellow with the things that he, way he lived his life and the things that he did. Um, Really fascinating guy. So I loved doing that show. We were around for four years. Uh, an hour-long show. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the show growing up. I was, I was scared a little bit of Jack Palance. He frightened me. You know, believe it or not. And I was like, ooh, gosh, that's, I'm terrified. So I changed the catchphrase to believe it or sound unbelievable, believe it. And I, and I wanted it to be more like I was the curator of this weird, 
museum, if you will. But we didn't want to like make fun of the people who were doing these odd things or had these weird things that happened to them. We wanted to respect the things they did, even though some of it was really odd. Um, and we just had an absolute blast. I wish that show was still going now. I do too. It should be on Netflix or something if it's not already. Uh, it was a well, it's, it's, it's syndicated not- in half-hour shows all over the world, that's for sure. But I'd still like to be making new episodes because with technology and the way things are going, oh my gosh, there's just more weird stuff. And people and people are just fascinating and odd. <laughs> they just are. Well, not only that, there's a nostalgia factor there too for a lot of people of my generation that grew up with it. I think that we'd love to see it come back to television in some type of form or some type of streaming service. I know that Lois and Clark and Ripley's Believe It or Not, those were times where I watched with my mom a lot when I was a kid. So she was a huge fan of yours, probably for different reasons than I was, honestly. But uh, <laughs> definitely hey, as long as you guys are watching, I'm happy. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to pass it to Caden so I can ask you some more questions, and then I will wrap up the interview. Excellent. Dean, my name is Caden. Hey, Caden. Hey, how, how are you buddy? doing? I'm, I'm great, doing great. Thank, thank you. you. I am the Geek Vibes Nation a uh, resident Superman fan, so it's uh, it's really thrilling to be able to speak with uh, Superman himself. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'm honored. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, so, you know, let's get in. People want to, you know, I, I'm sure you get these questions all the time, but you know, you are, um, you know, when people see you, they recognize you as Superman. So, what was your first reaction to finding out that you were going to be playing Superman? Man, I'll tell you. First of all, I just really wanted a job. <laughs> I really wanted to have a job. Uh, I wanted to have a, do my own series. I wanted to, uh, to, to, to do a, to play the lead in a series. I had tried a number of times and gotten really close. And uh, so I was really, really overwhelmingly excited. But the truth is, I had no idea what I was getting into. And there was a lot of excitement, but there was terrible, you know, sort of nervous fear, if you will, of the unknown because I had no idea how I was going to do with this character. I had no idea what I was really getting myself into with the hours and the lifestyle and all of that. I was like, holy smokes. Um, But I was ecstatic. I remember when I was in my buddy's office, sitting behind his desk when I got it, and I remember just screaming, yeah, with with my hands in the air when I was told by my agents that I got the gig. So uh, um, I was very excited, just didn't really have a clear understanding of what that would be, but but, um, beyond excited, just ecstatic. When the sh- when the show came on as a Superman fan, it was really great to see Superman back in the mainstream, you know, because the only really experience or the only um, covers that we had was the Christopher um, Reeve movies, and I think there might have been a few cartoons out as well. But it was really great to see um, Superman on weekly. Um, your Superman is one of the most beloved. I think you did a great job with the character. Was your Superman your own character, or did you take inspiration from any of the previous actors um, or any of the comics? Well, I do. Uh, I do absolutely uh, admit to some plagiarizing, if you will. Um, I, I, so I fashioned the Superman character after my Superman, which was Christopher Reeve. Uh, the way he played Superman, I thought was fantastic. So I certainly fashioned the way I played Superman much closer to the way he did that. I thought that was great. Uh, and my, the truth is, my, my Clark Kent was really written on the page to who he was. But to me, I, I made him, you know, it was a bit more like the way that uh, George Reeves played uh, Clark Kent. He was an actual man doing things. And uh, obviously, my character was younger and a little more um, 
wide-eyed, uh, but but I certainly borrowed from those two, um, George Reeves for Clark and, and Christopher Reeve for Superman, without a doubt. Uh, and at the same time, I, I just borrowed those bits from them, but I completely made it my own because you, you, you kind of can't help but do so. Yeah, what was what was it like? You know, the show is was called, um, you know, Lois and Clark. So, you know, there was an emphasis on the relationship with you and Lois, and I mean, and even Terry Hatcher, um, you know, is you know one of the you know best actresses out there. You know, even still today. So, what what was it like? You know, working with her. You know, you you said that you were you know like excited for a job. Did you really learn a lot from being on set with some of the veterans? Um, did y'all mesh well together? Oh yeah. Well, the biggest veteran of all of us was uh was Lane Smith, um who played uh, Perry White. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and, and our 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 producer for the pilot, Robert Butler, was sort of the pilot, the kingmaker so to speak. If he did Hill Street Blues and so many other things and I, and and Deborah Jo Levine wrote a great script, but Robert Butler really put the pieces together. I think he's the one that was like, look, these are the pieces that fit well together. Uh, Terry, I believe, is still to this day the best Lois Lane to ever play the character, the best actress to ever play the character. Her version of Lois Lane was by far my favorite. and I think she, she's, she holds the title of number one, uh, without a doubt. Fantastic actress. Um, the, the, the cast, we got along extremely well. Um, there were some, there's always problems. There's always some things that happen. There's no question. Um, there are things that, that rub people the wrong way or people that rub people the wrong way. So there was some tension here and there throughout the four years. Um, we lost a Jimmy Olsen, got a new one and, um, you know, get fun guest stars come on. But overall, I'd say it was pretty fantastic. And, uh, again, Terry was the best, the best Lois, Lois Lane. And, and, you know, when you look back at that, everybody talks about, oh, you know, we need some strong female leads and things. We were, this was 1993, you know, and there, and I never, I never look at it in those terms of, oh, let's make something for a, a strong woman, or let's make something for a, a character of color, or let's just. I just think of good stories, and if it happens that it's a woman or a, a black guy or a Mexican guy or a Japanese guy, great. I don't even think of it in those terms because to me, I don't even see that stuff. But here we had a show where you had the most powerful being um, in 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 on Earth. And there was the number two person in the title. It was Lois and Clark. So it was pretty cool. And if you think about it for the time, it was extremely empowering. And she was a very empowered uh, female character, as she should be. But, again, I don't know that we, had, we would have to call it what it was. It was what it was. And it still holds up very well, I think, to the times. Oh, no, I completely agree. I mean, she definitely, you know, on the show, you know, in the – you know, she definitely kept you on your toes, like as you know, as Clark Kent. She she could hold her own, which is you know, um, you don't see a lot out of uh, you know Lois. You know, sometimes they portray her as a damsel in distress. I mean, she very much led the show, which was great. I mean, Terry Hatcher is still, um, you know, like I said, you know, one of the greatest act- actresses, and you know, y'all two really, you know, were the best part of the show. I just was wondering, like, how y'all, you know, got along. You know, if you picked up stuff from her, and you know, y'all just kind of vibed. You know, kind of like a. Uh, you know, just kind of like y'all ad-libbed a lot of stuff, just kind of, you know, played around with, with certain stuff. But, you know, uh, yeah, and Lane Smith, yeah, he's, you know, great uh, uh, actor as well. <laughs> well, I watched every actor. Uh, we get, you know, Raquel Welch, Tony Curtis, 
we'd get all kinds of different actors come on the show. Uh, Bruce Campbell or whoever it happened to be, everybody had their own style. And I, I was able, I grew up in a world of actors around them. My dad's a director, so I grew up around it. So for me, watching other people work was interesting. But when you have someone like Terry and you're playing off of her, because acting is really reacting off of your other castmates, it was really easy to, to react off of her because she's a very, very strong actress. So it was great fun to be able to do that, and it made it, my job a heck of a lot easier because, because she was such a good actress. Yeah, exactly. Now, you you – you know, once the the show was over with, you know, you went on. You've you've been in you know movies and you've portrayed a lot of different characters, but you made a return to the world of Superman. You were on. You did a cameo as a villain on a little show people might know. It's called Smallville. Oh yeah. Um, it actually <laughs> has, you know, was actually the um, starting point for a lot of the shows that we have now. I, I feel like if it wasn't for Smallville, we probably wouldn't have. Um, you know, Arrow, we wouldn't have Flash, we wouldn't have a lot of these shows. But you played Dr. Curtis Knox, so you were, you were a villain. Um, you know, what was it like, you know, you're Superman, you're coming back to the world of Superman, but now you're the villain. And I, I know you played <laughs> villains in movies and stuff before, but, but what was it like to be the villain in the world of Superman? Well, it's tough. You can't very well come back and guest on a show like that and be the good guy because they kind of got a good guy already. Uh, but uh, it was really fun. It was really interesting to, to to go through those situations and be in the big, you know, big fight scene and where there's a lot of special effects and not be the one doing the special effects. It was uh, it was odd to see Tom doing that stuff. Of course, he didn't do it in the suit and all the things. And I'll tell you what, that's a whole other ball of wax. When you're in the suit, that's when you're being Superman. You're doing your thing. Uh, I think Melissa does an unbelievable job uh, as Supergirl, and it's fantastic. And she is, she's a wonderful actress, and, and she's been fantastic. But um, being on the show, Smallville was like, you know, these guys had it down to, it was I think season seven I was on, and they had it down as a well-oiled machine, and they ripped through stuff, and it was great fun. I enjoyed playing the character and, and doing that stuff. And uh, there, I do remember, I always remember this one scene, near the end where um, Clark was supposed to super speed through everybody and grab uh, grab this uh, mechanical something and rip the wires out or do something like that. So we were rehearsing it, and and, uh, and um, so he starts moving through the, the, the space, and he's going like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And I was like, Tom, Tom, Tom we, don't, we, don't, we don't make sound effects, man. We don't do that. <laughs> had it made for a good uh, a good laughing moment, but it was just it was really interesting to watch someone else be sort of the man of steel and and be there. And for me, it was fine. I thought it was great fun. I'm comfortable. I would have been comfortable if uh, if I was playing the damsel in distress. I'm an actor. Yeah, you're not the uh, you know you're. Uh, I'm going just back to you being Superman real quick. You're not really the first actor I've heard of say that that role is kind of. Uh, you know, like overwhelming in a way because Tom has been on shows and, you know, he, he too was, you know, he was a model and he, he got into it and he even said that it was kind of like overwhelming being that character. So, I mean, I don't know if it's just the role itself, um, but I mean, you, you both did great. I mean, you both real. I mean, if, you know, I know actors, they act, but <laughs> you know, you just, I mean, you didn't really show that you were, like, tired. I mean, I felt like, you know, y'all could have kept going uh, on the show had it, you know, had the, you know, had it continued. So, I mean, I just is that something that you still feel like today that um, 
if you were asked to be Superman in something, do you feel like it would be overwhelming, or do you feel like you've got a firm grasp on it now that it would be fine? Or do you feel like that character just is an overwhelming character to play? Oh, no, it was overwhelming when I first was cast. Once I started playing the character, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I enjoyed the heck out of it, felt extremely comfortable, and really thought it was a blast. Um, that was kind of after we got through our first season when I realized, oh, my gosh, this is how this whole thing works. And people have started to accept me as Superman. I thought, okay, this is cool. Um, but I, then I loved playing it in the next three years, and then we were going on for our fifth season, uh, and we were, got picked up already for that fifth season, and Terry got pregnant. So uh, that's why we didn't do a fifth season. Um, that's the reason. She was pregnant and wasn't able to work, um, which was a bummer because I was ready to go. Um, at the same time, it was exhausting to shoot. It was exhausting. There's no question. But I certainly, at that age, what was I, you know, 31 or something like that, I, I, I certainly could have kept going for another couple of years without even blinking. Uh, it's a little more difficult now at 51, but, but uh, I could certainly do that. I would love to see Lois and Clark right now, 25 years later. I'd love to see that happen. I'd love to see where, where these two characters are. I'd love to see if they have kids, which I assume they probably do, whether the kids have superpowers. I'd love to do six episodes of, uh, and find out where these guys are. Um, and Superman still being Superman. Maybe Lois has some, some superpowers from having a few kids. And there'd just be so many fun things to do. But I'd like it to be in that vein that we had, which was fun. It was light. It was fun. It was hopeful, as opposed to um, you know, the heaviness they've gotten into with Batman versus Superman and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And but and before we we start to wrap things up, and I pass it back to Dane, I, I want to ask you, you know, you you you've been in Lois and Clark. You were brought into the world of Superman with Smallville. Then CBS creates a show called Supergirl, and you're once again brought back into the the Superman world. But this time you're playing her father, Jeremiah Danvers. Uh, now, last season we saw Terry Hatcher make an appearance. And I, I felt like they missed an opportunity for you. I, I, I don't remember. I could be wrong. But I don't remember you and her actually being on screen no. at the same time, which I felt like was a missed opportunity. They really should have jumped on that. But I haven't seen you this season. Can you can you tell us if you if you have <laughs> or if you're going to film? Uh, will you be in Supergirl this season at all? No, I, I don't think so this season. I'm not available now until – after March, and I don't think they have much further to go there. Uh, I've had a very busy sort of off time here. Um, well, during their season, I've had a very busy time. So I haven't been available. Um, we haven't had anything uh, we're pressing we're going to do. I really haven't paid attention to this third season this year much at all. Uh, but I will say that I love doing the show. Uh, David Harewood's a lot of fun to work with. Um, obviously, I think Melissa's amazing. Uh, and Helen Slater, as my wife, is great fun. Of course, uh, um, Al, you know, my, my Kyler, uh, my, my other daughter, uh, Alex Danvers. Those guys are all just a great bunch up there. And I enjoy them. And I, enjoy, I enjoy doing the show. Um, but season three, I don't think I'll be, I don't think I'll be on unless it happens really fast. And I don't really, I'll, I'll be out of here next week. So um, it, it could, it's not going to happen as far as I can tell for season three, but I'm not sure. You never, you can never say never. 
Okay, well, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen you, and, uh, you know, you you know when you've been on the show, you've been really great, so I was thinking, you know, maybe you'll show up, but I understand, you know, maybe they can get you, <laughs> if they don't get you in any this season, uh, I'm pretty sure Supergirl will be back for another season. So definitely I think so, and I think we got to find out what's going on with Jeremiah Danvers. I think we got to know. Oh, of course, yeah, they, they definitely have to, I mean, if they're going to, if they're going to bring you back and then wrap up your arc, I mean, they definitely got to, you know, they definitely got to let us know. They can't just say, "Hey, he he's out there and then not go anywhere." I mean, you're Dean Kane. They got it. They got to. They got to. <laughs> and if any of the Supergirl writers or anybody's listening, you got to bring Dean back. We got to there bring we go. Dean. There, there yes. we go. I would love for you to be a series regular. I know you're. I know you're really busy, but I mean, I would oh, love for you my, to be. My problem has been for the, the last 17 years. I got a 17 year old boy, so I won't take any series that shoots outside of Los Angeles. I won't take the lead in any show for the last 17 years. Period, because uh, I'm a single father, and I won't shoot any movies that shoot for longer than three weeks unless I can take my son with me. So I've had a really um, long period of time where it's been. Um, tough because of the constraints of being a parent um so i'm i'm extremely excited for what's going to happen next which is right around the corner because my kid turns uh my kid turns uh 18 uh june 11th and uh then all bets are off you now don't know what yep. i'll be doing exciting times it must be uh you know but you sound like you got everything uh got a firm grasp on everything so uh, Dean, I've I've enjoyed speaking with you. That's the, all the questions I have. I'm going to throw it back to Dane to kind of wrap it up and, uh, and go from there. But appreciate you answering my questions. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you, Kane. Thank you. Go ahead, Dane. All right. Well, Dean, uh, like we know, you're a very, very busy person, so we'll get you out of the show and everything. Um, like I said, appreciate you coming on. We'd love to have you back and talk more with Superman eventually in the future when it works for you. Um before you sign off, I was wondering if you could do a drop for us. Sure. Okay. So if whenever I'm done talking, if you want to say, hey, I'm Dean Kane from whatever you'd like to say, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live, that would be amazing. Oh, yes. There it is. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Hey, it's Dean. Oh, there it is. We overstepped. Sure. <laughs> Hey, it's Dean Kane. You may know me as uh, a superhero or two or four. Uh, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. And so am I. Tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you actually uh, – my mom's name's Elaine. Can you just say, hey, Elaine? She would really appreciate <laughs> that, actually. Uh, is she right there? Are we going to tape it? No, is she's she not right, right here, but I'm definitely going to oh. make her listen to her afterwards. Oh, there we go. Uh, Elaine, hey, it's Dean Kane. I enjoyed talking to your son. Uh, I much would have preferred talking to you, but he wouldn't let me talk to you right now. Something about, like, don't talk to my mom or something like that. So, anyway, I just want to say hi to you. I uh, hope you're well, and, you, and your boy's doing all right. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do all that. I appreciate it. Uh, no Dean, worry. if you come back on our show in the future, Geek Vibes Lives would love to have you back. That's my pleasure. I'm happy to do so. All right, well, you get back to your busy life, and we'll get back to our kind of substantial life. <laughs> All right, enjoy. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Cheers, guys. All right, guys, that was one heck of an interview with Mr. Dean Kane, Superman himself. Kanan, how did you feel about talking to Superman? I think that was probably one of the nicest guys up there with 
coincidentally, Michael Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor, that we've talked to. Yes, I didn't. I didn't want to throw that in because he. Uh, I know he probably would have said uh, John Shea is his favorite Lex, but you know, to to be fair, uh, Michael Rosenbaum is Lex and always will be Lex Luthor, uh, and the best for me anyway. So yeah, it was really great. I, I loved uh, that he went into a, a lot of different aspects. I know a lot of our listeners probably wanted to hear um, more about. Um, you know, Lois and Clark and some other stuff, but Dean is a well-rounded actor, and, uh, you know, we definitely wanted to try to cover as much as we could, especially about his career, um, you know, going forward. So, uh, sorry, Supergirl fans. Unfortunately, he will not be on uh, the the show this season, but... little scoop um, that Geek Vibes little got. scoop, yeah. I know, yeah. But uh, we'll definitely see him back. He sounds excited, and... Uh, I tell you what, I'm surprised that he said he was 51 because he does not look or sound like a 51. Wow. He definitely, he definitely sounds very happy. So I, I guarantee he's very, uh, he sounds very active and like he takes care of himself. So that was a great interview, man. He's uh, he's a great actor. He's still one of the the most recognizable and and beloved Superman um, actors out there. And uh, just for him to continue to give back a little bit to the fans and being in these shows, you know, says a lot. So especially as busy as he sounds. Yeah, the the man definitely does a lot uh, between real estate and ex football player and ex Superman. I mean, you know, and 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 obviously, and a wonderful father, obviously too, devoting most of his time to his kid. That's a great way to end the show. Is talking about someone so positive like Dean Kane. So we are very happy to have him on the show, guys. We got another interview, I believe Monday, right, Kanan, with Sean Gunn. Yes, Monday we've got Sean Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and the Gilmore Girls. Uh, he's probably been in a few other things, but he does the motion capture for Rocket Raccoon. Uh, you also know him uh, uh, if you watch the Gilmore Girls. Um, a couple of our followers on Twitter um, can't wait for us to potentially ask some questions about Gilmore Girls. Uh, I never watched that show, um, so uh, we're definitely going to try to get in some Infinity War stuff. That'll be good. Maybe go yeah, our, our, our friend three. Shannon. Maybe we our, can find out some stuff about that. Absolutely. I mean, his brother is James Gunn, after all, so maybe we can find some information about that. The funny thing is, what? our, our good related. friend Shannon. Oh, weird. Uh, <laughs> and my friend um, <laughs> Shannon, she looks just like Rory Gilmore, so maybe we can get her to do it. I mean, she really looks identical to her. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, but either way, guys, Geek Vibes Nation, bring you interviews with everyone. I mean, literally, we've. I think we've talked to most of the Justice League in some sort of way. We've we've talked to a Martian Manhunter, a Superman, a Batman, a young Batman, but still Lil Wayne is Batman, or he will be at least. I mean, that's what we do on this show. So stay tuned, keep on listening, and keep on enjoying interviews from us. And we got our show on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, guys, Geek Vibes Live. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, have a good one. Hey, Bob. Have a good Friday. This is Cal Dodd. You're now listening to Geek Vibes Live. Peace out, guys. We're gone. We're out. See you, Wolverine.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 